0: Listening to the Candlestick Academy podcast with Risha Bartlett. Today's episode is called Sad Mother's Day. I debated whether to use that title for for our episode today or to use something different, but that's the one that feels like it's sticking because I've had some sadness that I've been working through for the past couple weeks and some some negative thoughts and negative beliefs that have had to be uprooted and taken care of. So I did a session, an energy session on myself on May 8th. And I wanted to share some of the notes that I had from that session. I do, I do journaling with my sessions and I, I really sit and ponder and meditate on some questions that I ask myself and I muscle test to get answers and just work through trying to clear the energy, clear out the negative energy, clear out lies, and incorporate truth into my life so that I can function on truth. Because when I function on truth, I feel happier. So, sad Mother's Day. It's usually supposed to be Happy Mother's Day, right? But sometimes I feel happy on Mother's Day and sometimes I don't. And this this year, I felt... I felt kind of happy and kind of not because I was working through some junk. And I think sometimes we we get mad at ourselves when we're feeling unhappy on Mother's Day. But we need to be careful with that. Um, we feel guilty sometimes for not being happier as a mom. And we have so much to be grateful for. Why shouldn't I just be happier? I know that thought goes through my head a lot. But anyway, I wanted to share some of these notes that I wrote down from my energy healing session with myself. I'm quoting from my notebook here. This is Friday, 7 a.m., 5, eight twenty, Risha self-session. I've felt triggered and sad the last few days. I'm going to do a brain dump of negative thoughts that have been in my head. They definitely weigh me down. Negative thoughts are... As follows If my kids aren't perfectly obedient, I'm not a good mom. I'm a mess. I'm a bad housekeeper. I'm not with it. I'm not doing enough. I'm never going to get my house organized. The kitchen is gross. There's junk everywhere, and it's dirty. It feels trashy. Why can't you just get it together, Risha? You're not a very good person to be teaching about how to be a good teacher because you don't do that great at spending the right time and energy with your kids. You get too ornery and you don't handle things right when they make mistakes. You're a fraud because you say things on the podcast, but then you really don't live them. No one really cares about your podcast. You're dumb and you sound dumb. Your content isn't that great. People aren't going to want to join your cultivating peace online membership. It's not going to be valuable enough for people to want to pay for it. You can't spend adequate time on your programs because you are a crappy organizer and planner. You're not going to You're not good enough to have any more babies or raise more kids. You just don't have what it takes to care for any more. You can't even care for the ones you already have. It's a good thing you had miscarriages because you're not good enough to handle another baby. You don't even know how to enjoy the kids you have now. You're a lousy mom. You're too busy. You're too distracted. And you're not very good at connecting. Ouch. Right? Those are some heavy, heavy thoughts. Well, no wonder I wasn't feeling happy the past couple of weeks, right? If I've got stuff like that going on in my head and I'm not kicking it out immediately, it's going to weigh me down. And stuff like that will come to all of us. Satan is at work. He is trying to drag you down. Because why? If he drags you down, he can drag your family down, right? When mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So Satan is at war with families and especially with mothers because he knows if he can get a mom to be depressed, if he can get a mom to feel like she doesn't have any energy to do her work, then he feels like he wins, right? Some more thoughts I had. I had some ponderings after that, um, after I wrote down that brain dump of negative thoughts. And can I suggest this to you guys that you you write down what negative thoughts you're, you're having, like put light on them, write them down and see what's really going on inside of you. I like to do this sometimes with a T chart. So I just put a line down the middle of a paper and I'll put mean monsters on one side. So that's my lies, right? And then I'll write teddy bear truths on the other side. So I've got two columns, I've got mean monsters, teddy bear truths, and I'll write my mean monsters and then I'll flip them and make them Teddy bear truths so that they're so that it's, it's a tool for me to help me like put light on what the lies are and really shine the truth into it so that I can function on the truth. Because if I claim that truth to be part of me and I ask heavenly father to help make it part of me and I let my savior heal me from thinking wrong the wrong thoughts that I had, the negative lies that I was feeling and believing, if I allow the Lord to help me do that, then I always feel better. And there's power when we lean on him to help us do those things. So I had a lot of tenderness this past week with the miscarriages that I've experienced. I've, over the past um, year and a half, I have experienced 3 miscarriages. Um and it's been a little bit troublesome for me to understand why this happened to me. Why is this journey mine? Why am I why am I experiencing miscarriage after miscarriage when I know I felt so strongly that we were supposed to try for another baby in our family. But it's just not so I feel like I followed the impression, but I don't feel like the blessing of having another baby is being manifest to me yet for whatever reason. And maybe, maybe we're not meant to have another baby in this life. I'm not sure. These are some unanswered questions that I have still. And I'm a person who likes to understand things. And I like to figure things out. I like to understand and know why this and why that? So it's been a challenge of my faith to, and my trust in myself to keep just believing that yes, I heard the right answer. And yes, we were supposed to try for another baby. And there's reason why I have my journey. My journey is mine for a wise purpose. These are some thoughts that have come to my mind as I've been praying and doing energy sessions and working on just being okay with the the grief that I still feel. I still feel the grief from the miscarriages, even though it's been, I've had several months of healing since my last one. Um, it happened in February when I, well, the end of January, early February of 2020. And I've had time to heal and I feel like I have healed quite a bit, but there's still tender parts that come up and I still feel that grief. And I have come to the conclusion that yes, I am grateful for these hard experiences, but yet yeah, I still feel so much grief sometimes. And I don't I don't want to be stuck in this and not be able to process through it. And I feel like sometimes I get stuck there, but I just have to keep trusting that Heavenly Father is guiding me and that that all of this journey that is mine all the hard things, all the good things, every, every part of my journey, whether it's ugly or whether it's pretty is mine for a purpose. It's a wise purpose why it's mine. And I can, I can be blessed and I can learn from this journey. So these beliefs like that keep coming in, I'm not good enough to take care of more babies or I'm not, I'm not a a good enough mom to handle it. So this is why it's probably good that I didn't, have any more kids or these things that are so heavy and they're like chains around my neck and they just drag me down. This is darkness, right? This is the darkness that I need to conquer. And this, why do you think Satan is telling me these lies? Why do you think he's throwing this at me? Because he doesn't want me to succeed, right? He wants to throw negative energy at us because he does not want us doing the good things that we have. I'm on a good path. I know I am. I know I'm doing what Heavenly Father wants me to do by doing this podcast, by um, wor- reaching out to friends, by serving people, by helping try to teach moms how to be stronger so that they can help their kids be stronger. I know I'm on the right path. Well, this is the reason why Satan is throwing all this at me, right? Because he doesn't want me on the right path. So he is going to fight. We're at war. It shouldn't, it's not easy to be at war. It's hard. It's hard to be at war. But part of this session on May 8th, 2020 was the idea that I have this um, trauma anniversary from May, Mother's Day, May, 2011. So May, 2011, I have a trauma anniversary tied to Mother's Day, 2011, so let me give you a little background about what was going on in May 2011. Well, earlier that year, I had been called as the Young Women's President for my, in my ward. I was a young mother. I had two little kids. My, my oldest was probably, yeah, he was probably five. Uh, my daughter was three. And then I had this new baby. Um, Coming February 2011. And I got called as Young Woman President in December 2010. So I felt overwhelmed, to say the least. (laughs) We also were adding on to our home because we lived in a two bedroom home and we were growing as a family. So we needed a little bit more space, or that's what we thought, right? So we were adding on to our house. Well, that was stressful in and of itself, because when you do an addition, if any of you have ever done that, you know that big things come up and you have to add in more things than you ever thought you would need to do. <laughs> so the the bill always grows and you end up not, the plans don't always work out like you want them to, right? That's that's with anything in life, though, really. But anyhow, moving on with my little story of May 2011, the trauma, well, the thoughts that were in my head were, were not very kind to myself. And I don't think I was as honest back then in my journal writing as I am now, which probably wasn't as healthy because I would just try to squash some of these feelings, negative feelings that I had. But I want to read some of my journal from May, 2011. Um, This is just some excerpts from it. May 1st, 2011. This was a Sunday. These are some of the words I said. Too often I let stress take away from the joy. Sometimes I get irritated with the way Wes handles things. True love accepts and loves everything that is or ever will or never will be. And I'm not doing that. I'm not loving him like I should. Sometimes I feel picked on and sorry for myself when with all the work I have to do and wish Wes would help me out more. So this remember this is I've got a brand new baby. And I've got two little kids besides I'm young woman's president. We're adding onto our house, all of this, all at the same time. I'm feeling very overwhelmed, right? Um, I should consider his needs and wants and quit being so selfish. So I'm getting mad at myself. I'm beating on myself for not being good enough for my husband. These are the real thoughts that are going on in my head. I don't put exactly like that in my journal entry because I wasn't as honest in 2011 as I am now in my journaling. Um, Some, okay, I feel guilty for not being a better wife to him. I probably don't show him enough love and affection. There are so many things I wish I could do better at. This still kind of is tender to me as I read this even today. this This is the me of 2011 and I just feel sad for myself back then. Anyway, back to my quote. There are so many things that I wish I could do better at. Scripture study, prayer, cleaning, teaching my kids, playing with my kids and husband. I have a hard time managing my time the best way. I am constantly failing. I am constantly failing at at this. Uh, My house is always a wreck. I don't know how to do better. I wish I knew how. I so badly want to be better at getting things organized and clean and cooking healthy things and finishing projects and exercising and being a better young woman leader. I need to get my kids on a better nighttime schedule. They are in a habit that I have taught them to stay awake until 10 or 10.30. And that's too late. And it's my fault for training them to be that way. I have been trying to get better. I am horrible at it not at all consistent. I am not good at being a mom sometimes. Maybe I was needing humbled. I sure feel like I have been. I have a hard time not comparing myself to other people. I can see so many who seem to be so much better at things than I am. I sure am glad I have a loving heavenly father who gives me a million second chances. I have struggled with things I have struggled with this organization problem for years. I have a hard time making myself do the things I know I should do. I need to be more committed to my routines for my sake and for my family's. They are the most important thing to me. I should be giving my best self to them. I don't feel like I'm doing that. I need to keep a better eternal perspective. So, can you hear how little I liked myself? (laughs) in 2011, I would try so hard to be perfect at things. Perfectionism was huge, huge problem for me. It still is. I still deal with it. Like almost every day I have to remind myself it doesn't have to be perfect to be good. It doesn't have to be perfect to be good. But I was trying to be the perfect mom because that's what I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be a mom. I wanted to to be an awesome mom for my kids, before I even had kids, before I even knew who I was going to marry. That's what I wanted, was to be a perfect mom. Well, when I found out I couldn't be a perfect mom, I think that's when my depression started setting in. And that's when I started going downhill on being happy. I had always had an easy time being happy. Up until the time that I started having kids because my expectations were so unrealistic and I did not give myself any grace. I did not give myself permission to not be perfect. And it has caused me a lot of years of tears and not being happy with myself and not seeing my goodness and not seeing my worth as a choice daughter of God that I am. And I still have to work through it. Like my energy session that I was just talking about a little while ago of on May 8th this year, 2020. I have ugly thoughts still. And it's always going to be that way. We are always going to have Satan after us. He's going to try to tell us that we're not good. If you're having thoughts like that, please know that it is not truth. It is a lie. And when Heavenly Father wants us to have, when he wants to correct us, he doesn't do us do it by telling us how horrible we are. He does it by saying, yeah, you messed up there a little bit, but we can make it right. We can work on this. You can do better. He leaves you with hope. Satan does not. He leaves you with despair. He wants you to feel so down in the dumps that you have no energy to stand up and do the work that you need to do as a mom. Um, So this, to conquer this darkness that we have, these lies that we have, how do we conquer this darkness? Well, we need to remember um, that when we see the truth and when we let the light shine on it, on these lies, that we can conquer the lies. We can conquer the darkness by letting the truth shine in. If we allow God to teach us what's true about us by asking questions and listening for the answers, by asking questions and searching for the answers in good books, in scripture, um, by talking to friends, we need to get acquainted with truth. And as we do that, that truth can shine on those dark places in our hearts and in our minds, shine on that darkness that that Satan is feeding to us all the time. He's trying to make us believe the darkness, but we don't have to believe it. We can choose to let it go. We can choose to reject what he's saying, and we can choose to receive and accept the light of truth. That is our choice. And as we move forward with clearing our energy and asking these questions... To help us know, well, what about this? And how do I, what am I feeling right now? And why am I even feeling this? And asking those why questions and having the spirit teach us why we're feeling what, why we're feeling this and why we're feeling that. Then we can conquer the darkness by understanding really what's going on. And then once you write it out, a lot of times when I journal things out, it's like, oh, yeah, I can totally see that that's Satan telling me that. But when it's just swimming around in my head, it's harder for me to, to grasp why I'm feeling crappy. Why, why is everything so ugly? Why do I feel dark? Why do I feel foggy? Why do I feel overwhelmed? When we can really take things out of our brain and look at them and say, whoa, why, why did I have that thought? What thought am I even having that's causing these feelings? Then it helps us to be in a more happy place and then we can really feel the happy mother's day right sad mother's day I say that because there was so many years from from the time I became a mother until now even when I would go to church on mother's day and I would just be on the verge of tears the whole time because I was comparing myself to other people You heard that in my 2011 journal entry that I just read about how I'm not as good as other moms and I can't get my act together and I can't do this. Well, that comparison is so hard. And especially when you go to, when you have this belief that you're not a good mom and all you ever wanted to be was to be a good mom and to be a perfect mom. But yet you're feeling like you're failing in every way. And then you go to church and you hear all these stories about, These amazing mothers and how good they're doing and how they bless their children's lives. And then Satan gets in there with a lie that says, you're, you're never going to be like that. You're no good. You can't do this. You are totally failing. Why can't you be a mom like that? Like all those kind of thoughts to keep dragging us down. And that's why I didn't really feel happy on Mother's Day. Most, most of my mother's days as a mom have been sad. At least a portion of them have been sad, which it makes me sad to stop and really think about that. And then I would feel guilty too, to add, to add kick to when you're down, right? Like kicking you while you're down. I would just think I am so horrible because I can't even be grateful that I have, that I am a mom why can't I just be grateful I'm a mom why can't I just be happy why can't I just show my family that I'm happy on Mother's Day instead of feeling like crying all the time um, why do I get so upset over certain things and why do I feel like I am so picked on and I just should be grateful and then I start like you start belittling yourself and telling yourself how bad you are because you're not feeling happy on Mother's Day Everybody's telling you to have a happy Mother's Day, but you're not having a happy Mother's Day. You're feeling sad on Mother's Day. So it's just a really, it's sticky and it's hard, especially when we get in that comparison trap. So be careful of that. Look at what you are doing. This is what one of my dear friends told me while I was Young Women's President, actually. She helped me realize that I was so overwhelmed because I wasn't looking at what I was doing. I would never celebrate the good things I was doing, whether it was with my, with my kids or with my young women or in my home and my housekeeping abilities. I didn't celebrate what I did. I just was always seeing what I wasn't doing. Well, if you never celebrate the little wins, you're not telling yourself you're doing good. If you believe you're doing bad, we have subconscious programs that when we believe something about ourselves, we make ourselves right. So if I'm always reinforcing the program that says you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough, which is huge for me. Like I still fight with it pretty much every day. I fight with the belief that I'm not doing enough. And even on days when I've done amazing, even on days when I have done so many great things, like I've planted a garden, i Took a horse to the vet because she, we needed to get her checked out after she had her baby. I spent time with my husband and my kids and we enjoyed the day. But I didn't get a podcast done. So I felt like I didn't do enough. And I was avoiding the podcast. So I was getting mad at myself when I knew I was avoiding the podcast of recording it. Because I have my own fears about putting my voice out there for people to hear. Well... It doesn't do us any good if we are not celebrating what we are doing. Look at what you are doing, not just what you're not doing. See what you are doing. So here's a challenge for you. I want you to take out a piece of paper, put it in your journal, probably would be a good spot, and I want you to give yourself permission to celebrate what you did today. Even if it is something as small as filling up the soap dish that has been empty for a week because and then you have to like really jiggle it to get any soap out right to the soap pump even if it's that simple as taking the extra soap out of the cupboard and putting it into the the soap dispenser and filling it up so that you have soap to use when you're washing your hands that takes what two minutes to do that well in 2011 I was in the place where that was hard work for me I felt overwhelmed to even do that much But then when I started doing more personal development, a few years later, like in 2016 is when I really started working on myself to, and like understanding that I have thoughts inside my head that cause what's going on and cause my feelings and the way I think about myself and the things I believe about myself causes my feelings. Well, I started celebrating that I celebrated when I filled up that soap dish. I filled up that soap dispenser so I said oh good job Risha and I patted myself on the back and I felt kind of silly doing it but I can tell you it matters for you to celebrate the little things you do. You go kiss your son good night before bed. You give him a big hug and you kiss him good night. Celebrate that. That is important. Yeah it's a little thing but it is so important that your kids know that you love them before you go to bed. Celebrate that you washed five dishes today. Celebrate that you brushed your teeth today. The little things that we do every day, they are important to celebrate. And if we can look at ourselves in a more positive mindset as mothers and see that we're doing good things, focus on what we are doing instead of just what we're not doing. There will always be more to do right? There's going to always be more to do. There's always going to be more things to do today than we have time for. And if we're ambitious, and we want to meet great goals, we're always going to be telling ourselves that we can do more than we really can in a day. That's the perfectionist tendency is, oh, today's going to be perfect. I'm going to get this and this and this and this 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 done. And everything's going to be so great. And I'm going to be awesome. That's the beginning of the day. And then by the end of the day, you're like, oh, crud, I didn't do even like five of those things on my list. I barely got one thing done. But maybe in reality, you got more things done than you're giving yourself credit for because maybe the things that were important that day weren't even on your list. Be kind to yourself as a mom. Be loving and kind. When we give ourselves love and we give ourselves permission to feel God's love, it's a game changer. And I struggled with that this past week, even just yesterday. The, the Holy Ghost reminded me of that when I was outside early in the morning. I took my son hunting. He wanted to go turkey hunting, him and a friend. And so I gathered up all my other kids and a friend of my daughter's and we went and we just hung out while they were hunting up in on the mountain where they were. And We can, they didn't really want us to walk with them to go turkey hunting because they think we're too loud, which maybe we would have been, but we, but we were able to hike around on some hills, me and the other kids, and I got to watch them play. They actually took out a tow rope out of the back of the Suburban and used it for a jump rope because they're creative like that. (laughs) And it's this big rope that's really thick and heavy and it, it gave them a workout to swing that thing, but they were doing it. And they had fun and it was their idea. It was joyful to me to, to like be there and just be still and not be so busy with things to do that I couldn't just sit and watch my kids play together. They they built a hopscotch um, course out of little little stones that they laid out in rows. And they, they cut marks in the dirt and then they lined those little marks with with little pieces of gravel that they found on the road. And the parking lot part where we were, there wasn't anyone else around. It was just us up on this mountain little parking pullout spot. But they were having fun and it made my heart smile, even though I was kind of in a little bit of a depressing mood for the past few days. Before that, I was able to find more joy and to remember that it's okay to just, be still and know that he loves me. And I was reading some of my journal entries that I had on my phone and I was reminded in one of them that I'd written a while back, it talked about when you're feeling depressed, you need to let love in. Remember to give yourself permission to feel love, feel heavenly father's love, give yourself permission to feel love. Um, Give yourself love, love yourself, those kind of things to let that energy of love in helps combat the darkness too so to fight the overwhelm and the darkness probably the two biggest things i want you guys to remember so that you can feel more happy on every day and more happy on mother's day when it comes around don't compare yourself to others celebrate your small wins and let love in don't compare yourself to others celebrate your small wins let love in give yourself permission to feel love if you feel like you're not worthy of love that's going to block love so work on that belief i am worthy and deserving of time love and attention i always i like to flip things like i'm i don't deserve love flip that too i am worthy and deserving of time love and attention from heavenly father or Heavenly Father loves me, so I can love me. Or something like, I love my children enough that I will love, honor, and respect their mother. Because truly, if we love our kids, we're going to be nice to their mom, right? Why wouldn't we? We need to be nice to their mom. Because if you're nice to their mom, then she can be nicer to them. I love and respect my kids enough to love, honor, and respect myself. So don't compare yourself to others. See what you're doing that's good. Celebrate what you're doing that's good and celebrate what other people are doing that's good. They are good and I am good. We're all good. We are all children of Heavenly Father and we all have goodness in us. Let's celebrate the good, okay? Let's not compare and drag ourselves down by thinking that, oh, that mom did so good at that inspiring story, so I, I just must be terrible. That's not that's not the purpose of an inspiring story, right? An inspiring story is to help us rise and be better. But if we allow Satan to twist it and twist the truth to tell us that we're no good because they're good. And we're not as good as them, so we're no good. That's not listening to the light of truth. It's not feeling that truth in us. We're listening to the lies. And he will try to twist the truth to trick us into not following the right plan. Um, so you're not comparing yourself to others. You're going to celebrate your small wins. Even if it's only something as small as filling up the soap dispenser. Celebrate it. Even if something as small as just touching your child on the arm as you walk by them. And sending them a little heartfelt feeling of love without even saying anything. That's a small win. Celebrate that. Maybe you read a book to your kids today. Celebrate that. Don't compare yourself to others. Celebrate your small wins and let love in. Love is important for you to feel because it helps you have energy to move forward and do the things that you're called to do. If you're functioning on hate and discontent, are you going to have energy to do the loving and good things that a mom needs to do? So stop telling yourself how horrible you are. It does not help anyone. It doesn't help you, it doesn't help your kids, doesn't help your husband. How do I know this? Because I've lived it. <laughs> I've done this to myself for years. I've told myself in my mind, oh, you're not very good. Oh, you should just be better. Oh, you can do better than this. Oh, this is how you should be doing. Oh, you're not doing it. Constant negativity and no celebrations and no love towards myself is not helpful. When mama's happy, it helps everyone else be happy. So let's work on having a happy day every day. And yeah, there's going to be days when we just don't feel happy. And it's okay. There's opposition in all things. We can be grateful for the sad days because they help us appreciate the happy days, right? And so don't think that I'm telling you, oh, you can never have a bad day because you can, like we can have sad days. And some days you just feel like crying. But don't beat yourself up for crying. Be okay with, oh, I need to process some emotions. I just maybe I need to cry for a little bit. Give yourself permission to do what you need to do. To help yourself be okay and keep seeking for more knowledge and understanding more and more so that you can be strong in the truth because the light of truth conquers darkness and it's okay for you to shine your light because then you light the way for your kids when you shine you light the way it's important that we shine. So these are some things that can help us shine. Don't compare yourself to others, celebrate your small wins, and give yourself some love. So I want you to think about what the conversation has been today. And I want you to ask yourself some questions. Ponder this, what do you need to know from this? What, what is in this episode that's just for you? What is the spirit speaking to your heart? That's a, an important lesson for you to know. Journal about it. Keep that truth ready for you to read back and see what you wrote. I I had a good time today looking back through my journal from 2011. That's been a little while ago. And looking at, well, yeah, I had good things going on then too. Like I knew truth. I was always seeking for truth. So that's something I can celebrate today about the me that I was back then. And realize I wasn't just totally down in the dumps like sometimes I like to think I was. I wasn't feeling as happy then as I am now for sure. Because I felt crushed and I felt suffocated by all the lies that I didn't know what to do with. I didn't know they were even lies. I didn't know it was right for me to celebrate the good things I was doing. I just felt like, oh, you're, you're not very good. You shouldn't celebrate any of that. You should That's not humble. If you're going to celebrate what you're doing good, you're not being humble. That's where that idea of counterfeit humility that I talked about in an earlier episode on this podcast, we, we have to be careful whose definition of things that we're listening to and make sure that we're following the counsel of, of the truth, because truth conquers darkness. When we lead with light, we can conquer darkness. So remember when you shine, you light the way and use your intuition help you know how to guide your family's learning this is the most important tool and part of using your intuition is asking these questions and listening for the answers so that's what i do when i do an energy session is i use my intuition to know what i need to clear and what i need to understand and i ask heavenly father questions and he talks to me i have conversations with heavenly father in my journal when i do energy sessions and i love it so i just wanted to share all that with you today and i hope that you have a wonderful Wonderful time on your journey of growth. Remember that your journey is yours for a wise purpose. Have a great day.